Welcome to Be A Better Speaker with me, Graham David, expert speaker. And this podcast is for you if you want to be a better speaker, facilitator, presenter or trainer. It's full of practical tools, tips and techniques to help you be better. This podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk. So this is the uh, this is the thirtieth episode of Be a Better Speaker, and um, I don't know that may sound something or nothing to you. Um, I I I'm going to just tell you quickly before I get into this episode. I started this podcast really just to see how to make podcasts. Uh, I've not used the technology very much for this, so I thought I'd give it a go, see how it's going. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's good to put some ideas out, and, and people can. Uh, get back to me and thank you when you do to let me know what you think and what helps and what works. I don't know how many of these I'm going to make. Um, I'd like to do some interviews. I'd like to um, delve into to, uh, some of the topics I've talked about and some of the episodes have been really quite general. So they're, they're more of an introductory to how to be a better speaker. But I'd really be interested in uh, hearing your views, your ideas, your challenges, what you're finding difficult. Or we could do a question and answer uh, podcast. We could, uh, we, there's all sorts of things we could do. So if you do have some thoughts, my ideas, there are several ways depending on uh, how you found this. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm Graham David. And if you start searching for Blue Beetle, then uh, I should pop up there. Um, wearing a white t-shirt if you look that's the picture you need um, so you could try and find me on LinkedIn I'm sure your podcast uh, platform whatever you use has also got a way of contacting and if you come via Anchor and this podcast goes out on Anchor you can send me a live message as well which would be great you can put a question or a challenge or whatever on there and we could put it into a forthcoming episode but for now uh, I'm enjoying making the podcasts. I'll make a few more yet, but um, let's let's see how it goes. Let's see where it goes. So, what's this episode all about? Well, I want to look at rehearsing, and it's sad but true. For some speakers, there is a belief that you're either a good speaker or you're not. And whilst it is absolutely easier for some people to stand up on stage, perhaps than others. Whilst it may be something that suits your current skill set, something you've had some experience at already, whatever, the reality is that if you want to be a better speaker, you have to rehearse. There's, there's no way around that. And rehearsing doesn't mean, let's say you've got a speech in a couple of weeks, that doesn't mean playing through your PowerPoint slides. I've shared my views already on PowerPoint. I think too many people use too much PowerPoint way too often, too long. What I'm talking about is the actual bit that you're going to say, what you're actually going to do on stage. That's the bit you've got to rehearse. And rehearsing means actually saying it out loud. Not sitting there quietly reading the notes over and over to yourself, not occasionally muttering, but speaking how you're going to speak. If you're sitting down in the podcast, sorry, if you're sitting down in your presentation, great, sit down and do it. But you probably aren't, are you? So if you plan to walk about, that's how you've got to rehearse it. If you plan to stand at a podium, by the way, you shouldn't, but if you do, that's how you have to try and practice. If you're going to be using slides, you have to practice and rehearse with the notes. But what I really want to focus in on this episode is if you are rehearsing and you're rehearsing by yourself, and that's often the only way you can can get the amount of rehearsal time you need, you need to start videoing your efforts as a speaker. Now, even saying those words, I know... Uh, Phil, some people dread, 
back in the 1970s, good grief, um, I remember when my mum and dad first had a stereo that could record on it and the absolute ghastliness of hearing my own voice. And I remember it was such an amazing thing. Whenever relatives or family came round, there was always the big plug the sim recording. Oh my gosh, don't we sound strange. As time has gone on, of course, recording, film recording, video is considerably more the norm. So most of us have a really good idea of how we sound, although you may still wince when you hear your own voice. Much the same now is starting to happen with video. Um, more and more people are beginning to have an awareness of what they look like on stage. But not enough. And enough speakers don't review their own work. So there's a few ground rules, I guess, uh, you need to think about. When you film yourself uh, either speaking live in front of an audience or if you film yourself rehearsing, I would recommend some suggestions for you. So first of all, Set up the video, um, depending on what you really want to work on. Are we looking at a head and shoulders piece, if it's something you're going to video? Are we looking at your whole body, if you're walking up and down? Um, get the video so you can record usefully you and what you need to be recording. If you haven't seen you on stage, the way you stand, walk, move, lean, every little thing you do, when you first see yourself on video, it is pretty awful. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you this. That is how you look in public, right? Everybody has that same thought. But you need to go through that. You need to get onto the other side of that. And what you need to start to be able to do is to almost separate what you see on the screen from your feelings about the fact that it's you. So here's the truth. You might not be quite the bodily shape you think you are. You might not have the same amount of hair you think you have. Or the opposite worse, you may have hair where you didn't realise... <laughs> Uh, you you may not have a hairstyle that actually, when you look at it differently, suits you. It's possible your feet do weird things when you walk. Uh, it's possible your hands do the weirdest things when you're trying to explain something. Perhaps your mouth moves in a way you never realised. Oh my goodness, look what happens to your eyes when you speak or think. And by the way, if you're wondering, these aren't just a random list. These are all things I've noticed about myself at different times. But what you do have to do is to go through that pain, because until you do that, you can't really work on your presentation. And it's everything you can see. So frequently I'll, I'll watch speakers and they'll, what they're saying is absolutely fine, but they have a habit, for example, of looking at one particular person in the room. Now, had they rehearsed that and videoed it, they would have noticed. Or you'll see people who continually continually do a little gesture or walk to one part of the stage do a slight knee bob or something and then walk back you start to hear language patterns so many people have phrasing that they re return to over and over and over and this doesn't matter in normal life but the presentation isn't normal life it's a little slice of something amplified you're probably lit up you may be microphones everyone's looking at you somebody's possibly filming you and you therefore need to be able to pick up on those little language constructions that you have that in normal life, as I say, don't matter, but they will stand out on stage. Some people don't like their accents or their vocal tone when they, they hear themselves. Generally, my advice is your accent is your accent. It's fine. Your voice, everything about you is fine. 
right? There's nothing horrendous about it unless, with respect, you have an accent that is so impenetrable you might need to just think about that. You might try to be a little bit more aware of how you speak. I might suggest that um, if you think about language, choice of language, for example, there's an argument that says you should be as natural as yourself. And, and I pretty much subscribe to that. You should be yourself, but you should also run that through the filter of who is your audience. Now, if, for example, you like swearing quite a lot in normal life, so be it. I have no issue with that. And possibly you can do that on stage and you will perhaps be just as successful. But it's equally possible that your style of language might not suit your audience. I have a sense of humour that sometimes can be very sarcastic and very biting. And for 90% of the time, that's not going to work on stage. Now, very occasionally, in certain very select circumstances, it's okay. But I have to just keep that in mind when I'm doing a live event, because it would be very easy for me to say something that possibly very funny, but equally might upset somebody in a way I really don't want to do. So when you start to video yourself, you start to pick up on these things. I've mentioned your tone, your, your accents, the words you use, how you move. Look at the way, critically, look at the way you are dressed. Are you wearing something that makes you look the best you can? I don't want to get into body fascism. I don't want to get into any rules about what you wear. Wear what you want. It's up to you. It's your life. But look at yourself through the lens of the audience because you can see that when you video. What are you wearing? Is it showing you to the best way you want to be? Now, again, I come back to the authenticity thing. If you feel authentic you is a, a grubby pair of sandals, a pair of shorts, a T-shirt covered in oil and three days stubble then great. And if that works for you, fantastic. But it's possible that that presentation may not best suit you. I'm merely asking you, when you look at yourself, start to consider yourself as a brand or as a product. And on stage, that is exactly what you are. Although people in the audience will know you, some will have a relationship with you, some will have a view about you. If, For example, you work uh, in the same building or organisation as them. But for most people, their view of you is going to be defined by what they see and hear, and to an extent how they feel about the presentation. So this is a great opportunity looking at what you look like, how you move, how you dress, how you wear your hair, all of these things. Are they coming across the way you want? Let's say you have a, um, a, a, an enjoyment of wearing really jangly jewellery, or really long hair that covers a lot of your face. Now, you may look at yourself on stage and think, that's fantastic. You may also notice that the jangly jewellery perhaps distracts from your message because either we hear it or we see it or it catches the light or perhaps you're wearing a microphone and it keeps tapping that. Maybe you want your hair covering your face or maybe you want us to see your face. All of these things, you can break any rules you want. But a bit like... Um, uh, I think the story is Picasso who talks about you've got to know the rules of art before you can then go and break them. So famous people have been wearing dark glasses at night indoors since forever famous people were being photographed by the world's press. Right? Wearing dark glasses indoors at night isn't a particularly sensible thing to do, but they can do it because they're famous. Your view could be you want to do it because you want to be famous. 
So like I say, if you want hair over your face, if you want the jangly jewellery, if you want to wear the shorts and the oil-stained shirt, if you want to swear, if you want to speak in an impenetrable Birmingham accent, accent. I think it's an accident then, that would have been an accident. And I'm allowed to say that, I'm from the Midlands, okay? But if you want all of those things, brilliant, fantastic. I'm merely urging you that you rehearse and you film and you get used to seeing yourself on camera. There is a second phase of this. And the second phase is, as you get used to seeing and understanding what the audience see, and that is different from how you feel it went, you'll then be able to be far better at improving what you do and reviewing what you do. So if you and I were speaking at the same event, and uh, we each had 10 minutes or something, quite apart from knowing probably the first words out of my mouth, how my outro was going to go and how I would structure the middle, I would also have a very strong image in my mind as to how I would look and what we filmed. Now, you may not have that same strong image because you may not have been doing this quite as long as me or as often as I do. But what it means is that if we were both at the same event and we were filmed, we could sit down with the video and I could tell you, as we went through the video, where I'd done something well, what had gone over well for the audience, what maybe I didn't do as well as I might have done, where perhaps the audience didn't understand something. I can tell you um, bits that were delivered well, bits that I maybe dropped a bit of script or tripped over something. And I could do that without any embarrassment to watching myself because I know what I look and sound like on stage. That's the next stage you need to be able to get to. And you get that by watching what you do on film. Now, it will work a bit in a mirror. You can do it a bit in a mirror, but it's nowhere near as good. You need to go past that first, I don't know, 30, 45 seconds of being quite self-conscious to the point where you're actually presenting the way you're going to be presenting. And that is when you'll see all of the bad habits and bad practice that you've picked up. You do need to get through the pain. There's no short way through that. And uh, once you're through that, you can then rehearse and review and improve at a considerably faster rate. So that's it for this episode, uh, episode 30. Thanks for, for being here. If you've been here a while, thanks for listening to previous episodes. If you're a new person to be a better speaker, really appreciate you taking the time to, to listen to this. And uh, I hope it helps. And do get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Be A Better Speaker. If you'd like to help me to keep making these podcasts for you, please consider subscribing right now. Leave a rating or leave a couple of words of encouragement. Be great to hear your reviews. My name's Graham David, expert speaker, and this podcast is sponsored by bluebeetle.co.uk and grahamdavid.co.uk.